Training Camp, the real training camp, opens today at 9 a.m. How about that? Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. There's not a high level of intrigue to the various decisions that'll play out at camp. There's also not a very high possibility of big time surprises. And that kind of takes the fun out of camp, to be honest with you, or at least a lot of the fun. You always want to see that one player that jumps up out of nowhere that makes you go, whoa, hang on a second. Who's that? No one was counting on that. Or even if you do know who the player is, that you didn't know that he had that extra gear. I cite John Marino in this context a lot, but you could also say something similar, for example, about uh, Jake Gensel, maybe not so much in a camp setting because he had shown himself uh, the, the year before in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but someone who just comes in that makes you think, hey, that hole that was there, that gigantic, massive hole in the depth chart, here, this changes everything. Because now everybody slots a little differently. And I'm here to tell you that my dude, my dude here is Drew O'Connor. I like Valtteri Pustinen more than anyone else in the system. I'm not sure that I see DOC as being part of the system that much. I have heard directly from Mike Sullivan what he thinks of this kid. And it's... Not the way he normally speaks of younger players. He feels that O'Connor is in the fold to make an impact. He sees the big frame. He sees the big shot in a certain way. I'll get to that in a little bit. He sees the stride that's been lengthened. And he's seen the black hole level forecheck where the kid just goes in on the forecheck and entire <laughs> defensemen and breakouts disappear. Sometimes just by himself, just by being wide and fast. It's a neat thing to observe. But there's something else there. There's something else that O'Connor can bring to this team that isn't currently anticipated, at least not to the best of my ability to gauge such things, at least not on the outside. And that's this. He has what it takes to score in the NHL. And that right there, my friends, is where he can make a difference. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across Western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. The lines are going to be the lines. I'm not going to get into breaking down first, second, third, and all that other stuff. We've done enough of that. If I were... Laying money down on where O'Connor would start the season with the Penguins, he would be to Teddy Bluger's left. 
and he would be told, get in there, uh, raise hell, uh, make sure that you're keeping the puck deep, and by the way, contribute some five-on-five offense. You, Teddy, and I don't know, Ryan Paling, Brock McGinn, Josh Archibald, I don't know. I mean, there's going to be any number of guys competing for what looks to be one spot left, okay? But O'Connor does not have his ceiling there. He shouldn't have his ceiling there. If and when he shoots, and I promised I'd get back to this, I feel like he has an opportunity to be uncommonly productive as it relates to the caliber of his shot. Meaning, I don't look at him and think, man, he can gun it like Pavel Bure coming down the wing. I haven't seen that. I have seen a heavy wrist shot that's effective even from longer range. I have seen the ability to turn in the slot and get off a good wrister, especially from high in the middle, a little higher than the hash marks. But he's got more, much more that can be had. He's got the ability to get to the front of the net, get rebounds and score on rebounds in multiple ways. He's got the ability to get redirects, deflections. And ugh, I'm trying to avoid saying this name, but he's got some Kevin Stevens to him. Okay, I'm not predicting he's going to put in 50 the way Artie did. All right. There was only one Artie in Pittsburgh hockey history. But he has a lot of those physical traits. And you're going to have to take my word for it that Artie happens to agree with this particular assessment. Like a lot. He loves the kid. He wants to see him develop more of those traits that number 25 had. And if he were to do that, to get back to those holes in the depth chart and whatever else, or the modifications of the depth chart, just picture what happens to this roster. Just picture the look. I don't care if it's uh, O'Connor playing on Geno's left wing or if it happens with Jeff Carter or, for that matter, if it happens with Teddy Bluger. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Five-on-five offense is five-on-five offense. And if he's able to do it in a way that looks convincing to Mike Sullivan, that looks convincing to management – Everything goes into a different stratosphere here. Now, I can hear you. He's never going to give him a chance. He's never going to let O'Connor play. He never in a zillion years put him on the power play. Hey, I'm sorry, but there's precedent to the contrary. This kid has this in his control. I believe that. I believe that he's already broken through the mythical Sullivan Wall. He's on the other side of it. Now, he needs to do what, for all intents and purposes, as a good example, Zach Aston Reese didn't do. Zach Aston Reese got a ton of games under Sullivan. He was responsible. He did all kinds of good stuff. And they still held out hope that at some point or other he was going to score. He didn't. He didn't. O'Connor can do these things. O'Connor has more scoring ability than Aston Reese ever had. He can be a player who rises up a little bit. That's going to have to start, well, pretty much at 9 a.m. today. When we come back, J1Q. 
comes from TJ who asks, While I suspect everyone's eyes are on the Penguins' main stars at the opening of training camp, I suggest that one of the pivotal players that I hope returns to prior levels is Teddy Bluger. His play last year post-broken jaw really fell off. Do you think he can get back to form? Now, TJ, I'm a pretty big booster of Teddy's, and I've been that going back to his earliest days in the system. I wasn't wild about his skating early on, but then neither was anybody else, including Teddy. He found a way, to his inestimable credit, to literally get up to speed, and from there to just continuously teach himself new tricks. You've probably heard this from me before, but there's no one who stays on the rink longer than number 53, and it's very rarely predictable stuff. He'll stay out there with skills coaches, a couple other teammates, more often than not just by himself, working on some little minuscule thing, and he'll do it again and again and again. Why? Because he's got a whole big sheet of ice to himself, and he can't pass up the opportunity. My belief is that what happened to Teddy this past season was twofold. One that you mentioned was the jaw. I'm sorry. I I can't get on a guy for being at least a little bit gun shy when he spends X amount of time in the year eating through a straw. It's something that if you ask anyone who's had a broken jaw for any reason, it's a, a difficult, difficult thing to deal with. You know, the human body is accustomed to eating. So it can suck some life out of you as well, never mind affecting your weight and everything else. But I really feel like an equally big deal where Teddy's concerned, and I started referencing this in the opening segment is that he needs line mates who make sense. Teddy is not someone else's complimentary piece. He needs complimentary pieces to work. He needs to be part of an effective forecheck. He needs to have uh, at least one guy on his line who can fly because he's still he's, he's fast, but he's not the fastest guy. And if you think about the combinations with... Aston Reese, Brandon Tanev, Brock McGinn. Tanev was the one who was generating the forecheck, you know? And you need someone like that with him. Maybe, again, that's going to be O'Connor. If so, uh, you know, wonderful, wonderful. Let's see both of them get back to their regular levels. Do I believe that Teddy's going to get back there himself? Yes, unquestionably, unequivocally. Teddy Bluger is the least of anyone's worries. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.